this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and so glad you guys have decided to join with me today on this beautiful, amazing, hot outside Wednesday morning here in Birmingham, Alabama. And I'm thrilled and excited to know that you guys are with me and on board today. We have so many people from around the globe who joins us weekly for our podcast. They join us weekly for our Monday uh, morning live where I do a teaching and share what's coming out of my new books. And those of you who join every month, usually on the third weekend or third week of every month on a Wednesday, uh, is our prophetic live night where I prophesy for a solid hour to everyone as, or as many people as I possibly can. I'm so just glad and honored that I have so many people on board with us. Those of you on the Hot Off the Press monthly book club who gets my monthly books that I write. Those of you on the prophetic word program who I prophesy to every month. I mean, you guys truly are people who put your money where your mouth is, you know, and, and put action behind your words. And I so appreciate that. I really do. And, you know, I love to be able to spread this great news across the world. And, and the great thing about the kingdom of God is knowing that, you know, there is an attraction. We do play a role in our lives of what we attract. We do play a role in our lives of our outcome. It's not just robotic and we're just waiting on God to do something while we just sit here and just allow him to just run and control everything. That's very disrespectful. And the key thing is God would never disrespect us. He wants us to be uh, to be alive, to feel alive, and to know we're alive by knowing the power of life and death is in our tongue and knowing that thoughts become things. And, you know, uh, as it is in your heart, you know, so is your life and all these amazing things. You know, one should put two, uh, you know, a thousand of flight, two should put 10,000. You know, the uh, knowing all these amazing principles that govern your life is just phenomenal. And so I'm glad and I'm able to, that I'm able to share this with uh, our people all over the world. And those of you who support us financially and prayerfully, like this could not be done without each one of you. It really could not. I don't know what on earth we would do without each and every one of you who play a part. And I love those people who just not just say, Hey, I'm with you, but never buy anything, never contribute any type of financial, you know, prosperity to our ministry to help, you know, people in need. You know, I love the fact that all of you guys are protected participants. You know, this is going to sound funny, but it's participants in your own recovery, knowing that we can deliver a message and bring forth some insight, wisdom, encouragement, revelation, um, you know, enlightenment, for lack of better words, of God's word to each one of you, to all of us, and knowing that that the revelation God gives us is something that we can say, I don't care. You can't put a price tag on this. I'll give whatever it takes, prayerfully, financially, get on a program, whatever. And I'm so glad that each and every one of you are doing this, you know? It's funny. I know you guys have heard me before say this, but, um, you know, there's so many people who just are freebies. They just ride the wave of whatever's cheap and free form. And the truth is, you know, you will attract that in your life. And that's one thing I've realized in my life is if you're cheap, you're going to attract cheap things in your life. You know, if you're if you're going to be stingy, you'll attract stingy people and stingy things into your life. And you're going to wake up one day feeling as if you're under attack and warfare from
for the enemy. God's holding back your finances when the whole time God's like, I'm not holding back anything and neither is the enemy. The truth is you're, you held it back because you didn't set yourself up to prosper and you didn't, you didn't sow into the fields that I brought to you throughout your life. And so God will never do anything outside of his word. He just doesn't because he honors his word above his name. And knowing that we can attract into our lives and set ourselves up in the future for, for God's wonderful, perfect will and also for the desires of our heart to be set into motion. And I truly, truly am so thankful to be alive. You know, I'll say this real quick before we get started in our message. The Great Awakening for me, which I'm going to talk about today, is The Great Awakening, okay? The Great Awakening is our subject today, and we'll say title for this for this podcast. But The Great Awakening for me happened so many years ago where I began to understand that, you know, my life played a part in this world, and, and I'm not just here just to sort of tell people about the Lord, but I'm here to live the kingdom, and I'm here to distribute the kingdom, and I'm here to enjoy a wonderful life, and, and I, and, and for a long time, Time within within religion because I was raised in religion not Christ nature but religion what I call divine nature is what I should be living in and each one of you should be living in the divine nature of Christ as opposed to just religion but the religion I was raised in pretty much never told me that I can enjoy my life I could actually have things I desired and and live a life that is fun and enjoyable and exciting versus you better just do this and if not you're gonna burn in hell forever and and I'm thinking to myself well you know I don't want to I don't want to serve a God like that. I don't want to serve a God who just threatens me all the time and just says, if you don't do this, you're going to, I'm going to send you to hell or you're going to pay the cost. Or, I mean, that's a mean, malicious God. I don't want to serve anything to do. I don't have anything to do with the type of mean, you know, um, part of my language, bipolar type of God. And I don't take that lightly because I know a lot of people are bipolar, but you know what I'm saying. And, and so when God began to awaken me to show me that there's so much more in the kingdom that nothing good will he withhold from me and he and all good things flow down from him and that you can determine your life and you know because it'll depend on your thoughts and it will and you play a role in your life and and I, you know I'm going to govern your life and lead your life but I'm not going to control your life you know and and all of a sudden it was like I do have to say so God because you've given me a powerful voice you've given me a powerful mind to think and rearrange my thoughts I mean think about it you know if it, isn't it amazing that our mind can rearrange thoughts Think about that. We could have been programmed to just think one thought a day. I mean, think about it. It's hard for us to decipher through the understanding of this, but we could have been programmed or created to think one thought a day, and that's all I thought. And that one thought means absolutely nothing. It will not... It won't affect my life. It won't affect my actions. It'll affect nothing. And, and that's just it. It was just like a, a thought that hits my mind. And, and then all of a sudden, just God just as a puppet controls my life. I mean, I, we could have been born like that, but we didn't. He gave us the power of option and choices and, and, and frequencies and vibrations and energy and, and his anointing and his presence and the moving of the action. You know, uh, faith without works is dead and knowing that works and actions and powerful demonstrations, you know, can actually alter my life into what I want. And it's really cool because he never even needed to put, you know, that um, he would give me the desires of my heart, but he chose to do that. He chose to do that. And the beautiful thing about that is when he says, I will give you the desires of your heart, it, it's that amazing thing of realizing, then what is your desire? I, I'm not going to control you and say, this is what you have to do. This is what you must do. 
you know, but it's the understanding that God says, what do you desire? I really want to bless you with something you want. That to me is a, is a great guide to say, you know, it's almost like on Christmas when your children are like, I really want a new bicycle. I want a new bicycle. And yet you don't wake up on Christmas morning and we'll say for like the word Santa Claus, you know, brings you, um, um, you know, a box of granola bars, <laughs> you know, or a box of cereal. And you're like, really? I mean, I've been begging you for a bicycle, Santa Claus, and this is all, and I get a box of, you know, honey wheat oats or Cheerios or, you know, I mean, that's, that's it. And yet Santa Claus doesn't come to you and say, yes, son, because I mean, I, I know that this is what I want you to have. I don't want you to desire anything that you want. Uh, this is what I want you to have. Can you imagine a disappointed child? I would be like, screw you, Santa Claus, part of my language. You know, I'd be like, I don't want, I don't want anything to do with you, you know. But the amazing thing about God is he's greater than Santa Claus. But it's, it's the idea of looking and saying, I actually want to bless you with something that you want, you desire. The, oh, and the great thing about the kingdom is God says, you know, don't even want because I'm your shepherd and I don't even want you to want. But what I do want you to do is desire. Think about that, because want is so much different from desire. Desire is saying, I really desire this. It's not that I have to have it, you know, or it's going to be like life or death, but I really desire this, as opposed to I really want this, because want is more of a fleshly thing. Desire pops up as a great, beautiful surprise of like, it would be so cool to have this. To where one is like something totally that the flesh is saying, I want it because I'm selfish and there's really nothing in it that I would really maybe possibly enjoy that would be beneficial to me or someone else. But hey, I want that. You know, there's a big difference between want and desire. That's what people mis miscalculate on, on these words. And so that, and God's like, I want to give you a desire of your heart. So I do play a role. There is a beautiful thing in the kingdom when it deals with these type of things. So, Today, what I really wanted to do more than anything is just talk for a couple moments on the Great Awakening. Because one of the things I've come to the realization on is there truly is a Great Awakening within each one of us happening. And some of the some of the principles, some of the steps, I'm going to give you just a few today. Because a lot of this is taken from uh, my book called Awakening, uh, The Awakening Factor. And that's a powerful book you both, you all need to, not you both, <laughs> you all need to order uh, from our website, identitynetwork.net. It's called, it's called The Awakening. Awakening Factor, which you can go there, Google it on identitynetwork.net, it'll pull it up, you can download it or the book. But I really wanted to talk today about The Awakening because of the fact that it's an amazing book and it came out a while back, but I wanted to be able to give a couple points that would help you understand that there is something happening you when you begin to feel different. And, and, and here's one thing I will say. A lot of you I've spoken to recently in life coaching, and a lot of you I've actually have written into the ministry and said, you know, man, right now life is just, you know, part of my language, life just sucks. Like everything's going bad and, and nothing's going good right now. And I don't know what to do. And, and you allude towards maybe the enemy or something like that. But if you think about it, if our minds, and I want you to think good and hard. If our minds automatically go to when something is just not right or something's not going good or I'm not happy or joyful, if our minds automatically allude towards darkness, and I want you to think good and hard about this, folks. If our mind automatically uh, you know, alludes towards darkness or a demon, and I want you to think good and hard. This is, this is strong language, but, but it needs to hit you between the eyes. If your mind automatically goes to a demon, attacking you, the darkness, the devil. If your mind automatically goes that route, 
when the Bible talks so many times about mindsets and casting down imaginations and everything else, if your mind automatically goes to demon or darkness when something is sort of not going right, no offense folks, but you don't have a renewed mind. You don't have a renewed mind in Christ. And I'm, I'm, that's strong to say, but hear me out for a moment. Because if you're going to go to an extreme whenever something is sort of like not going really good at the moment, or maybe you just feel not, you know, not, don't feel good today, you know, or like, um, you know, man, you know, I just got some bad news, you know, this didn't go right, or my mailbox got hit by a car, you know what I mean? I mean, if your mind goes to a demon, a darkness, you know, demonic, then something's majorly wrong, folks, because my mind doesn't go there. My mind goes automatically to the understanding that it's not always going to a darkness, but my mind always automatically goes to, hey, wait a minute. If my day's not going good and something's sort of not looking good or not looking right, I can do something about that. Maybe I just need to change how I'm thinking, and maybe I could restructure my day by throwing in a little action of maybe making it a little better. Because see, a renewed mind in Christ would always understand that there is an awakening that doesn't take place in just the good times. A great awakening takes place in the bad times and the bad feelings and not doing that good because it, there's an alert system. And I want you to think about this. There's an alert system that is embedded deep in you. You know, we have this system placed in here in America that, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think this law was actually established here in Alabama. But it's, you know, the Amber Alert. Amber Alert, which many of you know, your iPhones would go beep, beep. It's like really loud. If it's ever happened to you during the night, which it has me, I mean, it will shock the you-know-what out of you. Because, I mean, just like beep, beep, as loud as it can. And you're like, what? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? But the Amber Alert is what? When a child goes missing, all these iPhones go off. Why? To alert us that, hey, be on the lookout. There's a child missing or maybe abducted or whatever. And so, if you think about it, alert in us it, it does it awakens us and it and it shifts us to awaken in that moment to say hey you know what if something is sort of off kilter or not going let's say very normal or very you know mediocre then that's not always a bad thing maybe it's time to sort of maybe it's allowing you to look at life a little differently and bring forth a new expression within your existence and say wait a minute maybe there's something in me trying to say hey just wake up you know, if you think about it, you don't wake up when everything's just mediocre. I mean, think about it. If everything's just mediocre, you don't, you don't wake up. But when something is triggered, when something is triggered and all of a sudden it's like, ooh, wait a minute, wow, this day is like, this day is like, wow, looking bad. Or this day is looking really good. You know, the key thing is, most of the time, a great awakening doesn't happen in all the good times because, because your, your, your spiritual senses become asleep. Your discernment begins to sort of become lethargic because it does, it, it doesn't, it's not in need at the moment. If you think about it, you know, your, your spiritual senses do not come into a place of need. And so because of that, you look at that and you say, wait a minute, it's not about spiritual senses. It's about the understanding about, about, um, about, you know, going through something hard and then all of a sudden allowing the alert and the awakening to happen. And because of that, that's where life begins to say, hey, wait a minute, maybe I'm trying to, maybe God's trying to awaken me in something. And through that, that's the beautiful thing about the kingdom. And, and because of that, we look and we say to ourselves, hey, wait a minute, you know what? I should not go to a demon for goodness sake. Oh, something's going wrong. I must be under attack. Gotta be a demon. 
No. <laughs> when that happens, what I should do is look and say, wait a minute, hold on. You know what? Maybe something is trying to say, I'm trying to get your attention. Hey, wait a minute. What if I altered something? You know, that that's what a renewed mind is. A renewed mind of Christ is always in a creating mode. A renewed mind of Christ is always in an action mode. It's always in making it better. Let me explain this to you. If God Almighty says, I will turn all things around for your good. I love this scripture. If I could get this embedded in every single Christian on this planet, especially those in the charismatic, what I call the charismania world, where everything's a devil and demons attacking me, I see more memes on Instagram about, you know, you're going to overcome the devil. You know, uh, the devil can't have you today. You know, you woke up this morning and the devil's trembling. I mean, I once about to say, my God in heaven, folks, Jesus would, Jesus would vomit on that. I'm not, I mean, this is disrespectful, but he'd never, he would vomit on this because he doesn't even talk about the devil. I mean, Jesus is talking about, you know, every parable, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom of God's like this. He never says, hell is like this. The demons are like this. This is how, these are five steps to get out of demon, you know, to not be under a demon attack. I mean, Jesus would be like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> I mean, be, let's be real about it. How many things do you think Jesus would look at and say, oh yeah, that's right. Let's talk about the devil. Hey, that means about Satan. That means about the devil. That means about the demon. I mean, Jesus would be like, I don't know you people. I, you, you, you're not even doing what I, what I did, nor even practicing what the disciples practice. What you're doing is, you know, you're, you're not awakening to that power of realizing that Jesus would do this. Hey, let's focus on the kingdom. Hey, the kingdom of God is like this. And if you notice, every parable about the kingdom was telling us how to live, what to do to escape situations. Now, I want you to think about that. Five foolish virgins, five wise virgins. You know, um, those who, who so, you know, who, who the, who the, um, the master came and, and gave them all this, you know, this talent and one buried it and one did it. I mean, think about it. Every parable deals with the action of what you need to do to improve your life. To be full of and prepared and ready. To know what to do to invest in order to multiply. The power of expansion is right here. And here's how you do it. I want you to think about that. Nowhere in the parables do we deal with five steps to Satan, to, to driving Satan out of your life. You know, nowhere. I mean, we have got such a warped church right now where it's not even paying attention to what Jesus said or did. And that's because it's an unrenewed mind. The unrenewed mind goes there. The renewed mind says, hey, it's got to be a paradigm, a thought. Maybe I need to look more into what Jesus said and did in his parables that would actually give us the understanding of how to improve and be prepared and how to multiply and how to create and how to invest, right? That's what we read in these, in these parables. I mean, what he did was say, here's a better way. Here's what you should do in a situation. You know, man beaten up in the street. This guy walks by. A religious guy walks by. Another guy walks by. Puts him in a hotel. What does that say to us? It's a, it's a learning curve about what to do when somebody's in trouble. Right? But it never says, you know, you should bind the devil that threw, you know, this guy in the road. I mean, that's nowhere even heard of. And yet we have invested so much into a twisted gospel that is being invested in, that is in, in, within in us that we are so far away from Jesus and what Jesus would do and say, it's not even funny. It's really sad and depressing when, when yet Jesus taught us life and life more abundantly and what to do to escape situations. And yet guess what? Nowhere do you read about the, the, the demon, Satan, 
In fact, when he came across on the other side, you know, uh, when they crossed the lake and they came on the other side, you know, basically he saw this, you know, this legion of demons. And what he did, he just cast them in pigs. And you know, it's like, wham, bam, there you go. Let's go. Okay, move on. That's what he did, right? He didn't stop and say, hey, on this amount, I'm going to teach you for a solid hour or two on the power of demonism and, and what to do when you're under a warfare and attack. You never, ever, one time, not even once, to hear Jesus even bring that up or mention it. So why are you guys listening to ministers who are doing that? To be honest and blunt about it, because it's not biblical, folks. It's not. And so when you look at this, a great awakening takes place when we learn to alter our mind and shift it through seasons where God says, if I turn all things around for good, what on earth do you think you should do? What on earth do you think you should do? Do what I do. <laughs> do what I do. Turn things around for your good. My job is to mimic Jesus. My job is to mimic God. And it doesn't even say what the devil means for your harm. It says what the enemy has meant for your harm. I don't know about you guys, but you know, I look at life and um and I, I see a lot of enemies, and the number one enemy is God's enemy, which is the carnal mind of man is God's enemy. So what I see as the enemy is what God sees as the enemy, which is my mind. Carnal doesn't mean I'm, I'm about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's an old term we don't use anymore, even with the 70s or 80s, you know. But, um, but it's a term that's true. You know, don't drink, don't smoke. Okay, must be good, doing good, you know. No, what that means here is, is the thoughts, what's dangerous are thoughts of fear. What's dangerous are thoughts of negativity was dangerous of thoughts of doubt unbelief i'm not worried about you know do i i don't i don't like smoking i can't stand smoking it stinks it's, it's gross you reap what you sow and and you know and it's you know when they tell you hey smoking causes cancer i mean you're going to reap what you sow you know i mean i hate that but you're going to have to learn to you know but my my point being is you know these things that are truly dangerous to your body but the truth is, it's not so dangerous as a mindset that can actually alert your whole body to shut itself down. And fear is a destroyer. Fear holds your body down. Fear paralyzes every part of you to stop life and stop living, right? And so, hey, I'll take a smoker, even though I can't stand it, any day of the week than I would somebody that lives in fear that, that literally is destroying their life by not doing anything in their life. You know, and so that's where we have to look and say, what is the Great Awakening saying to me? The Great Awakening is saying this, that I need to be alert. I need to be ready in my awareness of what's going on and turn it around for my good. That way I'm backing God up with what he is doing in my bad day to day and my day where everything looks just raunchy or horrible or not going good because if he's going to turn around for my good, I've got to mimic God. I don't need to have my, my other gospel over here. See, can you imagine God looking at us? I want you to think about this for a moment and we'll come to a close. Can you imagine God looking at us and saying, okay, my word is powerful. And so because of that, I'm going to turn this situation around for your good. Now, I, now I think, about the, think about the powerful, the power in those words. I'm going to turn these things around today for your good. And then what if we turn around, right? What if we turn around and have a totally different gospel 
Instead of saying, Lord, thank you, I'm going to start, you know, your word says that I need to think things of, you know, that are positive and of good report because that way my mind, because that only comes out of a renewed mind and a renewed mind would think things that are worthy, praiseworthy, of good, you know, honorable, good report, right? Doesn't even say godly, which it should, but, you know, but it says good. And so I'm going to back that up of you turning things around for my good by thinking the thoughts that are looting towards the good to where I'm in sync with you on the same page of what you're in the process of doing. Instead of doing that, I'm going to have a totally different gospel that says, while you're turning things around for my good, God, I'm going to actually to go, I'm going to put my mind into, into a demonic realm and start seeking what, what demons attacking me. Find out, you know, call prayer warrior and, 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 find out what principality is over my house or my city that's causing my day to go bad or the devil is trying to destroy me today and God's like so you're not in sync with what I'm trying to do are you? You're not on the same page of what I'm trying to do. If you were then you then you would be in harmony with me and you would find the peace that surpasses your natural unrenewed mind thinking of going the opposite in your uh, in, 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 a, in another gospel. Right? Come on folks. I'm talking Bible to you. And because of that, God is saying a great awakening as it takes place and while it's taking place, that's why I'm turning it around for good to where you can be enlightened and see the revelation that's coming out through your bad time, through your bad season, through your bad day. And all I need to do is be on board with me, be in synchronicity with how I'm doing this by joining in and having a renewed mind and allow that renewed mind to be creative and, 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 and move into happy thoughts and joyful thoughts that way you're on the same page with me if you're going to go this other route and try to find a demon that's not involved because i told you that you know uh, that i'm going to turn things around for good then you know then something's majorly wrong right even if you google it think about this let's google this for a moment here i am on a podcast but let's just google this for a moment so if we think about the fact of um um god let's see let's do this right here god turns things around for our good. Let's go there just for a moment. For our good. All right. So let's look at the scripture in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And it says, And we know for those who love God, all things work together for the good, for those who are called according to his purpose. And we know that God causes everything, everything. Well, that's a demon. Well, don't don't slap God in the face with the scripture because you don't want to you don't you don't want to be an anti-Christ. You want to flow with God by agreeing with God. And he says, and we know God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called called according to his purpose. So there's no devil right here involved, folks. Okay? So because of that, God says, get in sync with me and in line with me, because obedience is so much better than your sacrifice of another gospel. How's that? Obedience is better than sacrifice. Get in harmony and sync with how I'm doing it and what I'm doing, and you will see your day will shift so much quicker. And that way, why? So we can attract, we can create, we can manifest, we can live the kingdom out on planet Earth, and thy kingdom come, thy will be done on Earth as is in heaven. Even in the Lord's Prayer, the only place, the only place we read about this type of thing says what? It says, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not, well, I'm sorry. Our, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Help us forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now think about this. We're praying to God for God to do it. 
There's no us involved because the battle's not ours, it's the Lord's. And so this is how he told us to pray. But it says, hey, deliver us from evil, by the way. For thine is the kingdom and the power and glory. And, and so when you read that, you think to yourself, God is saying this, hey, put it on me. Because, because don't even try to define the evil. Who cares? It, it doesn't matter. What's the demon's name? You know, well, who's attacking you? Well, how this strategy? You need a strategy. Now the new word today is gridlock. Gridlock. What on earth is gridlock, folks? <laughs> I mean, I'm not being disrespectful. What in the world is gridlock? And then we sit here, we think to ourselves, well, Jesus even said to pray this way. And then he said, you know, if there's any evil, hey, Lord, deliver me from all the evil. You know, because because thine is the kingdom, and so you notice in that one little, we just we just dive down for a moment, just say, hey, if there's anything evil come against me, God deliver me from it, and then we move on to the kingdom manifestation. That is the kingdom message. That's the kingdom of God. That is the Christ, the divine nature in which we're called to live in in this world, folks. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because God would rather us dip down and say, hey, you're going to take care of it anyway. You're going to deliver me from anything that comes my way that's evil. I don't need to worry about it, think about it, pray about it, fight against it, destroy it. What's your name? Where are you? Where'd you come from? How'd you get here? You know, all of that, Jesus, you never spoke of. Never spoke of. The disciples never spoke of that stuff. Right? And what he said is, dip down in it and just say, if there's anything evil come against you, hey, you know, just pray I'll take care of it for you and then move on. That's the kingdom I want to live in. That's where my joy comes in. And that's where my joy comes in every single day of my life because my life is great and wonderful. It's not perfect, but it's dynamic though because I get to create with God. And when things go wrong, God just turns around for my good and he just says, look, and this is what God says. God said, as I turn around for your good, here's what I want you to do. Look up. Look up and watch that redemption draw nigh to you. You just you just manifest, you just create, you just laugh because it's like a medication to you, and I'll do the rest. And that is our response to bad things and bad days. And that, my friend, is how we begin to come into a great awakening. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast today. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. I know sometimes I get, I get a little out there and say, hey, you know what? There's a twisted gospel. You know, and I don't mean it in a harsh way. I'm trying to awaken each one of you to recognize what is truly biblical and what is not biblical. It's very easy to get captivated by modernism and modern day Christianity that because they're famous, they're popular, they're big. Hey, I'm famous, I'm popular, I'm big, but I don't care. You know what I mean? And, and, and my thing is this, I'm not drawing you to a, I don't want to draw you guys to anything that is more spooky spiritual than, ooh, let's dive into the spirit realm. Hey, I, I'm a spirit having a, a human experience already. So because of that, I, I, I am spiritual, right? I don't need to know how to get into the spirit. I'm already spiritual, right? I'm not a human having spiritual experience, folks. I'm a spirit having a human experience. And so I don't need to get spiritual. I already am spiritual. All I need is to remove in the renewed mind, and that way the kingdom will manifest, and everything that is spiritual will begin to will manifest into the natural for me. That's the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as is in heaven. Give me this day, God. There's a my declaration. Give me this day my daily bread. I love this. And that, my friend, is how you begin to understand the awakening process in your life. Thank you, as always, for tuning into our podcast. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Stay tuned to Mondays on Instagram and Facebook at 10 a.m. Central Time for my uh, Mondays Live and our um, 
Third week, usually our third week on a Wednesday, is our Prophetic Life Night at 6 p.m. We always announce that on Instagram, Identity Network page, and the Facebook Identity Network page uh, to be able to let you guys know that it's sort of, sort of in concrete to stay tuned with us. This month, I'm actually interviewing a friend of mine um, that you guys would like, Randy Gladden, who actually is a business guru, a kingdom guru, as I call him. We're going to interview him uh, on Instagram uh, um, on the 19th of this month, July, at 6 p.m. Central Time. So stay tuned. All you got to do is go to go to our Identity Network Instagram page uh, at 6 p.m. and you'll see us go live. You just click on it, go into it, make sure you're getting the notifications, folks. Go on our Instagram Identity Network page right now and go ahead and 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 follow to where you're able to get the notifications when I do go live. A lot of times I go live and I don't tell people. So you want to make sure you stay tuned to our Mondays live, our um, third week every month of our Prophetic Live Night, especially for this dynamic interview of this month. You guys would really love to be able to hear this. You'll learn a lot, by the way. So, as always, I love to clo close out with this. If you don't like your day, folks, if your day is going a little raunchy, a little bad, not good, maybe not the word raunchy we want to use, but if it's not going good, I have great news for you. Change your thoughts as God begins to redirect your day to turn around for good. Change your thoughts and you'll change your life. God bless you. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.